Hello, sisters. Welcome to Sisters in Zion. I am Kirsten Kirschbaum here. I'm in Hawaii. I'm here with my best friend, Danielle, who is not in Hawaii, but <laughs> she is on anyway. Hi, everybody. Great to be on with you again. I'm here in San Diego. <laughs> so I got to be honest with you guys. I was giddy, like squealing in my kitchen, knowing that I was about to record this with Danielle. It has been a while. And I know when you're listening to a podcast and someone comes on and they're like, it's been so long. And you're like, no, I've been binge listening to all your podcasts. This means nothing. But if you've been following along um, live, um, you'll know that we were, we took a little break uh, with the new year. Our church time changed and our, our schedules didn't add up and we were traveling. And anyway, so last week, Danielle was able to record with one of our dear friends, Rebecca Hinsey. Um, that was an amazing treat, such insights and spirit there. I love both those women. But now here we are. So I get to be back and there's so much going on. We're going to jump right into the main questions and feelings and discussion topics that we have with each other right now, which is where we are both quarantine to our homes during the COVID-19 global pandemic and uh, what that has meant for us and in our families and in our, our relationship with the Lord and just kind of everything that's going along with that. Right, Danielle? Yeah, Kirsten and I have been on the phone, I would say almost every day or every other day, just with a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to process and, and a lot of things to you know, be excited about with the Lord and a lot of things to cry about with loss in, in society or loss in life and grief and just so many things, different emotions. I'm like, this is a roller coaster. And, you know, it made me remember something that President Nelson said in October General Conference. He said, hang on, it's going to be a ride. And remember, he said, take your vitamins. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I'm feeling, I mean, I know there's so much more, I'm sure, but even just this last week, feeling this up and down roller coaster of an emotional ride for myself and obviously needing to be healthy immune system. <laughs> so yeah. it's been it's been interesting as we've been processing everything. And I know all you sisters are probably feeling so many different emotions as well. Absolutely. When I think about what gives me the most strength and peace during anything, really. It's remembering what I've already been through, actually. And, and I've actually said, so if you're, if you're really young and you're listening to this, you know, it, you've still been through some things, right? But for me, as I have lived through um, already, you know, an economic recession, I've lived through, you know, losing everything, getting sued and, you know, kind of like a lot of stuff. I was thinking about all the things I've been through and the strength that I have today and how the strength that I have today comes from knowing that I can make it through difficult times. So it's like some of the thoughts that have been coming to me is like, well, you know, I, I'm not a big history buff. I know you kind of are actually, Danielle, you love history, you right? You know, love to read and write historical novels and things like that. But I look back on like, you know, what we are experiencing right now, although it is somewhat scary for some people and I don't want to diminish, you know, what people are experiencing through this with, you know, especially I believe the economic downturn and things like that. Um, but I look at like 
you know, when my parents were growing up or maybe their parents, you know, and they used to have to like every week they would have to get under their desk and practice a drill, you know, during the Cold War and and believing that like at any moment nuclear bombs could be dropped on, you know, on their city. And they, you know, like all these things, like people have been living in fear forever. Like this is not like a new thing. I actually think for the last 20 years or so, it's been relatively easy. And although I do enjoy the peaceful, easy times, um, it's also okay for our characters to be built and strengthened through what some may call adversity, right? Yes, I totally agree. And I, you and I had a conversation the other day. Well, both of us were crying, but it was a you know beautiful conversation. And you were reminding me of all of the different trials that I'd been through. And you're like, I've been with you through all of these trials, and you were naming them. And I just, it just made me cry. Like, I mean, how much we've gone through together. But just thinking about how much that how much when you were repeating the things I've gone through and I know what you've gone through, you're like, wow, you kind of forget. Like it reminds me of my friend Janae. She's so awesome. And I remember when she was in labor for like 20 something hours and they finally ended up having to do a C-section and I went to go visit her in the hospital and she's holding her baby. And, and I'm like, so how was the labor, you know? And she's like, Oh, uh, it wasn't that bad. And (laughs) Cart, her husband looks at her and he goes, what? He's like, I don't think you're in perspective right now. I don't think you're remembering because she was in so much pain. But so I feel like the, like you said, we really do have innate strength. And we just figured out when we lean on the Lord and not on fear. And again, this, I've had to go between my own roller coaster of fear. Okay, no, going back to faith. And that's just beautiful. Like as long as we're cognizant of not going down the rabbit hole and you can, we can make it. We're built to make it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are built to make it. Oh yeah. Hashtag built to make it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for that. I'm really looking for phrases that we can kind of coin and repeat. Um, at times like this, I use different mantras or incantations that repel fear and negative energy. So built to make it is just like, you know, you're going down the rabbit hole, you find yourself looping out, worried about, you know, your job or your spouse's job or your company or, you know, getting sick or your pay, whatever. And you're just like, "Mm, built to make it. Okay. Got it. Right. So that's that. Um, So another thing that I just want to share with you guys, and this has just been a, it's been a personal choice of mine. It, It doesn't necessarily mean that this is what everybody has been doing. It doesn't mean that I'm right and you're wrong or whatever. But like for me personally, what I found really, really strengthening is to, and, and I love that the church just came out with this right before this whole pandemic. And that is the, the phrase, hear him. And talking about, you know, what God the Father says when he says, what do you do? I mean, God doesn't give us a lot of directions. He, he tells us to listen to Jesus Christ. That's what he says. He says, hear him, right? So when I think about hear him, and about two weeks ago, I guess my 
yeah, it was about two weeks ago, I guess, when this was all starting to come out. I found myself, you know, on my phone a lot. I'm, I'm on Instagram. I'm clicking through everybody's stories. I want to know what all my friends are saying. I want to know what the new, I'm not a big news watcher, I'll be honest, but you know, there's a few headlines that I'm kind of like, okay, let me check in here and see what do, what do I need to know? And, you know, as the days would go by and I would be on, Kyle and I call it looping out on social media. We're just looped out. Like that means like I go to the bathroom, I bring my phone. I'm, I go like, I'm sitting in my car at a stoplight. I get on my phone. I am sitting at dinner and, and there's a pause in the conversation. I get on my phone, right? That is looped out on social media. That is like, it is in my brain. I can't get out of it. So I started asking myself this question, am I hearing him, meaning God? Am I hearing God when I'm doing this, right? Like, what does that mean? And for me, the answer was no. And so I actually deleted uh, Instagram and Facebook from my phone. I just, again, that's me like needing a break. Um, It doesn't mean that you're bad if you're on social media. And, And I actually do think there's a lot of value that I could give with my wisdom. I've had a couple of my friends and team members reach out to me and they're like, kind of like, Hey, where are you? You know, like what, where'd you go? I'm like, you know what? I just need to hear God right now. And I'm not hearing God through social media. I want to be able to give valuable, tangible, loving truth that is not diluted with anything. So actually like some of my friends who I love dearly have sent me some, you know, different articles and links and videos. Um, I actually haven't watched any of them just so you know, like I'm like, cool, thanks. Love you. You know what I mean? Cause I just refuse to feed into anything that is like, not that my friends have an agenda, but just, you know, just kind of the background behind certain things. I just don't, haven't felt the need. I, I wanted them to be filtered through the light of Christ. I've wanted them to be filtered through, you know, even my husband will share certain, certain, certain things with me. And I'm kind of like, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to listen to this one from you, but I was going to say, he's your filter. Yeah. Yeah. He is my filter. And he also has given me some stuff that I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with this. And this is not feeding any joy or peace into our lives. So one other thing that I want to talk about, and then I definitely want to hear, you know, your, your take on this too, but the way that I have processed things, you know, the way that I look at this is everyone on this earth has a job to do, right? Like I have a, I have a purpose here and I look at, you know, anyone that's in like, um, government, you know, president of the United States, you know, governor, mayor, whatever it may be, you know, each of those people, they have a job to do. If you are a member of the CDC, if you are a doctor or a nurse, if you are uh, any, but you know, in, in the news, any of those people, we all have different jobs to to do, right? And I respect those jobs. I love those jobs. But I ask myself, what is my job? What do I do? What do what does the world need from Kirsten right now? What does my team need? What does the people that I work with need? What are my family needs? You know, what do I need? Right. And and the things that I that are not my job, I've decided to not concern myself with them. And I believe that if each of us looked at what our actual purpose is here on this planet and we stuck to our job and we did our job really, really well. And we didn't criticize the job that other people are doing. And we didn't 
try to stick our noses into all the jobs to be a part of all the things because that's when you get stuck in like the muckiness of uh, the shoulds and the coulds and the woulda, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, all that kind of stuff. And you move further away from what your actual job and purpose is to do. And, and God needs you to live in your purpose with specifically yourself, your relationship with him, your family, and those that you know you are called to serve in your immediate circle, in your immediate community, those types of things. That's how change happens, right? So the whole job that you feel like you got to forward every link and everything, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, okay, if you really feel like that's your job, that's fine. But pay attention to what you're really being called to do in this moment today. <laughs> Yes. And I think I did forward you something. So I'm very sorry. No, <laughs> I wasn't thinking of you when I was saying, <laughs> I know I'm just teasing, <laughs> but I, 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 it just reminded me, I had a member of my business, a team member reach out to me and yesterday and said, thank you so much for letting me know about what to kind of get for, you know, stocking up and, and keeping yourself safe in the home. And you're right. Like we each have a job and who can we serve? Like who we're um, in a, a community with that people that look up to you. And I, re it just hit me like we're in, like you just said, we're in positions to fulfill our purpose. And also with having the church, like my membership in the church has never before been so valuable to me as to like right now when I am leaning on every single thing I can like understand from, um, from the church and from the prophet right now and being able to like, in fact, when all of this, you know, hit and was like, church was like, no more all of a sudden one day, not going to church. It's like, Oh, but we knew what to do because we've been prepared. We have food storage because we've been prepared. We, we have all been talked about with this. And I know we talked about this on the last pod, but, but most people in society have not talked about this or been prepared in certain things. And I know they interviewed a pastor of a church here. Um, I don't know which church it was. There's a non-denominational Christian church. And the day, you know, they announced like okay, churches weren't going to meet and congregate. And so they interviewed him like, Hey, what are you and your flock going to do? And he, and, and he literally is on the news going, uh, I don't, I don't really know. Uh, I guess we'll just wait and then we'll get together after, you know? And I, and, and that's great. I mean, of course, how would you know if, but we do know we have home guided manuals to study. We have been told to have food and water. And I mean, I didn't have to panic when the stores and everybody panicked. I'm like, well, I'll get what I need. And, and then I know I already have got other stuff in storage. And so, um, you know, on that note, the thing like, so like your social media thing, I think that's so great. And you know, I'm, I'm, I, on the week, uh, during the week, I've worked so hard on my, my business is all online and there's a, it's actually, you know, quite busy right now, which is awesome. I just have so many people I want to show up and serve. And by the time Friday night hit, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm done. I turned everything off. I haven't gone back on social media and I, you know, Saturday all day and today have just been studying with the Lord. And I was like, okay, hey, are you ready to study with me? Like I, just needed to check in with him. And I just needed to hear the prophet's voice and, you know, get away from all of those distractions and get some grounding for myself. And I really focused on President Nelson's conference talks, the ones he did for the women and the one he did at the very end of conference. And a few things that, 
you know, really stuck out to me that I remember hearing, but didn't have the context as it does right now with going through all of a sudden a pandemic, you know, a few, like a month before or a few weeks before conference. So I wanted to share a couple of those things that, you know, you hear, and this is what, this is what hit me is that you hear things and unless you're prepared, they don't have the same meaning. And unless you kind of know, and maybe that's hindsight, right? So he talked about, he, he said, each of your homes can become a sanctuary of faith and peace. I wrote that down. I was like, oh, you know, oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, your home. But he's comparing it to a temple. And I mean, we didn't know the temples were going to be closed. We didn't know church was going to be closed. But he's comparing it to the temple. And he talks about the holiness of the Lord. And he says, um, be, he says that the preparing a people ready to, well, he says, we are preparing a people ready to welcome the savior for his second coming. And he says, become more holy, like the temple, personal holiness is readiness. And then he goes through every single question on the temple recommend questions, having a testimony of Jesus Christ, a testimony of the restored gospel. Are you striving for moral cleanliness? Do you sustain, you know, the, the president? Are you keeping the Sabbath day holy? Living in harmony with the gospel, the word of wisdom, just all these things. Do you, and then this is the one that really hit me today that's never hit me before. Do you consider yourself worthy? And you think, well, yeah, of course. But, but literally how we think about ourselves is how we're prepared. If I don't think I'm worthy to see the Savior, I'm not going to. I'm going to miss that. If I do, I know I'm not perfect, but I repent. I am striving. Then I am, I, I think, it says, I consider myself worthy. Then I will be able to receive more, right? More information because I'm, I'm allowing that. Does that make sense? That's, that really hit me. That is so amazing. I have never heard that question that way before. Do you consider yourself worthy? I've always just thought of it like, you know, yeah, it's good to ask yourself, do I think this way? But what you're saying is if you like, how do you see yourself? What do it's you the think? the temple of- recommend question. Yeah. That's the actual question the prophet said. What do you think about yourself? What are you saying to yourself, about yourself, right? I never realized that like this kind of personal self-introspection was part of being worthy to be in a temple of the Lord. And, and you know, I and mean, we're not saying like if you have a bad self-confidence or something, you can't go to the temple, but, but it's, it's a deeper level. It's a deeper meaning behind things. You know, I want to bring up a little bit about the conversation that we had yesterday, Danielle, about so many answers that are here for us. And when the Lord tells us, seek and ye shall find, that is, it's literally true. Like, it's not like that the mysteries of God are right here in front of us. In fact, you were teaching me about something yesterday and I was like, what? Well, why didn't I know that? I don't know. I mean, I'm a pretty good person and I do all the things, you know, and you're just like, well, it's on the church website. And I'm like, well, nobody told me to go to the church website, you know, and you're just like, you're so sweet and gracious. And you're like, yeah, well, um, 
okay. I'm like, you probably should have said, well, here's your engraved invitation to go to the church website. Here's an, and I do go to the church website. I do. I pay my tithing on the church website. I mean, I do go on there and look at videos and things like that. But what I mean is when you talk about President Nelson's uh, conference talks and the scriptures that he has invited us to study before next general conference. Have you done that? I'm not asking you, Danielle. I know you have. I'm asking everybody listening. Have you done that? Um, and even if you have done it, maybe do it again and look at some of the footnotes this time. Um, one thing that my family and I have done, he also admonished us to read the Joseph Smith history. And so for the last, I don't know how long it's been, a month or two, we've just read that as a family. So all of my boys will get together in the evening and we just finished it last night. So it was cool. So we did that together to prepare. But for me personally, I am going to be preparing by listening to those President Nelson's talks last time and reading in greater detail uh, those scriptures. And and maybe you could share a little bit why, you know, what what you are getting out of that, Danielle, and, and what you're, I don't know, maybe not, I don't know, like what you're expecting, you know, at general conference, like what you're hoping for, like, what are you thinking, you know, whatever you feel like you want. Well, share. I'm hoping to be translated personally, but <laughs> well, I didn't know if you wanted. Yeah. No, I'm just teasing. I mean, I'm not, I want to, I am planning on translation at some point in my life, but I have been restudying everything. Um, and it has I, I studied it already. Not like, I mean, there's so many deep layers. So when I say I studied, it's not like I looked at every footnote, you know, and I don't even think I read every scripture in 80 ch chapter 84 of Do Doctrine and Covenants because it was so long. So I, but I'm restudying it now with the context of the situation we're in worldwide. And it's, my eyes are more open and that's really cool. Like things have deeper meaning, like just like we talked about becoming um, your own self being a holiness to the Lord. And we didn't know temples were going to be shut down when he said that. It's like, yeah, your house is a temple. It's like, well, literally now you're stuck in your house and quarantined and <laughs> it's a temple, like make it a temple. Right. So I, um, I really have enjoyed re-listening to it. And I, I learn really well. I'm a learner, you guys, as you, as you probably have noticed with Kirsten's all things that she says, I love to study history. I love to study things. I, I like to listen and write and I pause the video and I take notes and like, I, and then I'll, I'll read things and, and mark things up and then take, I'm a really note, I'm a big note taker to help my brain get it. But he talked about, um, so he talked about being prepared for the next conference. And again, I, one of the things is being prepared. I don't know if it necessarily means that something major is going to happen. I just, I don't know. Maybe there is, but I'm saying a lot of times that information will be given. And if, if you don't know what exactly it relates to, and it's so deep that you, and you don't know that it would just be like, Oh, that sounds like fluff. And so that's why I'm like, okay, Lord, please don't let me like miss anything that, you know, you're a message you're trying to get me. And so um, one of the things he said is, um, to enter the Lord's house requires spiritual preparation. And then he says, plans for the coming year, spring of 2020, is the 200 years since the first vision where Christ and the Father and more procession of angel visitors came. And so I've just been paying attention to every word he's saying. 
Um, he said, we received the Book of Mormon, the Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl of Great Price, and then keys were restored. So he says, this bicentennial year, he says, general conference will be different than any previous conference. Which, us just being home is different, but what else is there, right? During next, actually, I'm home all, usually for general conference, <laughs> but the fact that it's not open for the public. So he says, during this next six months, prepare for a unique conference that will commemorate the very foundation of the restored gospel. And he says, begin your preparation by reading Joseph Smith and the account of the first vision in the Pearl of Great Price. He says, read the Come, Follow Me, the Book of Mormon, you know, where we're at and ponder the questions. How would my life be different if the knowledge of the truths from the Book of Mormon were suddenly taken away? I thought that was interesting wording. I don't really know exactly what he, maybe just, you know, expounding upon our testimony. How have the events of the first vision made a difference for me and my loved ones? And then three and four, three says, watch the Book of Mormon videos on YouTube. If you guys don't know what those are, they've been making new videos on the Book of Mormon. They're phenomenal. They're so fun. I wish it was all one and I could just watch like this huge long movie. It's so cool. Um, Number four, immerse yourself in the glorious light of the restoration. So like doing things, and I've been actually, I subscribe to Living Scriptures, and I've been watching all these little videos on um, the restoration just for fun too. Um, and, you know, I just, so for me, there's a lot of things. Um, I Just to, you know, this isn't going to be a long discussion about this, but one of the things my family is really big into studying, so I've been, of course, baptized into studying it is a lot of the stuff with the second coming and the last days my family's big on prepping uh, like I don't know if I've said it on here but every Christmas we I always get something that's a you know and some type of uh, item to get through hard times <laughs> like a, a little word burning stove or you know things like that and food so so with this change of times it's caused me to study even more like the signs of the times and put put information to them. And I just, I, you know, what I just wanted to kind of say with that is I love that when we study those things, it's, it's actually all quite in there and we won't be surprised and, and we're not going to be taken as a thief in the night. If you're prepared and we're listening and we're watching the signs. Like, I love that, you know, he, he's, he's, he's so graceful and merciful. He wants to prepare us. And I do think all of this going on is just a preparation for us. It's so beautiful. It's so merciful. And I, well, last thing I want to end on here from his talk from President Nelson, it said, it says, and I starred this, it says, remember, or he said, be, be, be reassured. And I put remember. Be reassured, revelation continues in the church and will continue with the Lord's direction until the purposes of God are accomplished and the great Jehovah shall say, the work is done. This is Jesus. Jesus is the Christ. This is his church and we are his people. I loved that he um, kind of ended his talk with that. Just reassured. We have a living prophet. We have a living church. We have a church led by the Savior. And in the beginning of his talk, he talked about having, asking those temple questions. Do you know that? Do you know that Jesus Christ is real? Do you know that he leads this church? 
I have wavered in that faith before. I totally know how it feels to be unsure about that. And the only thing I can tell you is go to him and the fruits of the spirit will tell you. And I think the restoration of the gospel, like the book of Mormon is a huge, that was an anchor for me to realize that this is his church. That's beautiful. Thank you. You know, as you were talking, I was one thing that President Nelson has said, probably the thing that sticks out the most to me is actually, it wasn't even the last general conference. It was a couple times ago. And he said, in the coming days, it will not be possible to survive spiritually without the guiding, directing, comforting, and constant influence of the Holy Ghost. Our Savior and Redeemer, Jesus Christ, will perform some of his mightiest works between now and when he comes again. So that moment, I'll never forget where I was, like where I was standing when it, that's the spirit just like came right through me and said, it will not be possible to survive spiritually um, without the constant influence and guiding companionship of the Holy Ghost. And so I wanted to just share with you guys uh, quickly an experience I've had in the last week. And, and what I love about this experience is the Lord will teach each of us in the way that we will understand. So again, like I kind of was saying before, what is your job? What do you need to do? Not what's going on in the world and it's all so big and I can't control anything, but what is it that you are doing today? What are you praying about? What were you praying about before the coronavirus came around the world? Like what, what was mattering to you, right? And so I'll give you a little peek into my life. Um, my husband, Kyle, and I, we actually just sold a property uh, that we owned for a very long time. Um, so we were able to get a little bit of money out of it. Um, and so we had some money that we wanted to reinvest into the real estate market here in Hawaii. And so we did a bunch of research and we were like all excited and we're going to buy this condo and it's going to help us in all these ways. We did ran the numbers and rerun the numbers. Kyle's got spreadsheets on this. We're like, okay, this is solid. This is super solid. We're going to do this. And so we put an offer in, we actually get our offer accepted. And so we're going along, but that's, you know, it's, it's always nerve wracking to buy a property. Like this is a big deal. And we always seek the Lord's guidance and reassurance and hand as we make big decisions like this. And we believe that he will guide us with things like this. It's not like I'm like, Oh, Heavenly Father, like, should I wear the green pants or the blue pants today? And I mean, this is a big deal. I really, and, and you know what? Some days he will give his opinion on things like that. He really does love us that much. But do in, you have green pants? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, pink pants, hot pink pants. I do have pink pants. That's so funny. I know. I've never owned green pants. Anyway, thank you for that. So good clarification. Um, as we moved forward in this property, we, you know, we get our offer accepted, we open escrow, we deposit money in escrow, you know, we're moving forward, right? And so we're praying about that most of the time. And even when the coronavirus hits, we're kind of like, um, mostly my prayers are still about my property that I'm buying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, bless everybody in the world. And should I buy this condo? <laughs> you know, that's, it's, it's what I'm doing, right? And, and each of you have those things in your life. Like, your life didn't just completely stop. All the things that you're praying about in your life didn't just completely stop because of this pandemic thing we're dealing with, right? Some things might have, but 
Anyway, so we went along and, you know, um, as I mentioned, I, I chose to get off social media. I found that I wasn't able to hear him very well during that time. And again, I know there is value in social media, you guys. It's just me needing to take a break from it, right? And how it's affecting me. So we took a break from that. And one night, Kyle was actually on his own. I'm sure he won't mind me sharing this, but he was saying a prayer and he actually had this overwhelming like phrase. He knew it was from the spirit. And, and it said to him, you're not going to need this. And he was like, what? Like, where did that come from? How he's kind of looking at her, you know, like you do when you hear the, the, the voice of the Lord and you're like, dang it. What do you mean? And he, and the Lord's like, Oh, I'm just going to let that one sit right there. You know what I mean? I don't need to say anything else to you. That's all I need to say to you. And you're going to figure it out. So he actually didn't even tell me at the time he went and opened his journal and he was writing and just considering, you know, just praying and pondering and thinking about what the Lord meant. And, you know, then he finally came back to me a couple hours later and he's like, Hey, um, I'm ready to talk. I knew he had had some experience, but I knew that like he wasn't ready to talk about it in that time. So he came to me and he's like, this is what God just told me. He told me, you're not going to need this. And we both knew that it was the property, you know, the, the condo. This is what we pray about like every day of the last two weeks. So God told him, you're not going to need this. So I'm going to be honest with you guys. You know, at first I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool that the Lord spoke to you. I love that. I'm always so grateful and uh, quite frankly surprised when I can hear the voice of the Lord. Like, I don't know why. It's just like, it's just always so wonderful, right? But also a little bit surprising that he would actually talk to me. Uh, sometimes I, you know, don't know if I'm worthy or listening or if I'm distracted or whatever, right? So he says that to us and we are like, okay, cool. So then we're out. Like we're canceling escrow. We don't need this. We're just going to trust God. We know God loves us. He's going to tell us what to do. So the next morning we woke up and I was like, what? What do you mean? We're not going to need this. That doesn't even make any sense. You know, and I'm like feeling like an idiot, knowing that I can't argue with God, knowing that I trust him, knowing that like he's right, but also just really asking him like, humbly, but also just as a child, like, God, I need help. I really need help. I know you know what's right. I believe you. I love you. Thank you. But can I have a little bit more understanding? Like, what does this mean? Don't, is this a puzzle? I don't feel like being tricked right now. Like, please just help me, you know? And I just got there was so much confusion. You guys, I, I, I was like, I went back to like my logic of why this deal is a good deal and why we, we should buy it because we need it for blah, blah, blah. And so I actually decided, I just said to Heavenly Father, you know, and we prayed a lot about it and we were like, we don't really know what we're going to do, but we're thinking we're going to move forward with the condo because we just don't really, how are we going to get out of this? We're just doing our best, right? Anyway, so this is like a whole day of this, you know? The next day, we're like, no, never mind. We're sorry. No, we're not buying it. We're out. We're totally out. We don't even know. We don't even care what it means. We're not buying it. And, we, and Kyle actually said to me, it's like the Lord just gave me a high five and put his arm around me and said, yeah, good choice, you know? And I was like, I didn't get a high five. Where's my high five? You know, I wasn't really getting that. All I kept getting was 
trust Kyle, like just follow. He's getting the revelation. And I was like, oh, that's good. Yeah. I love that. So like in theory, I'm like, yeah, I'm following my husband's counsel and this is so wonderful, you know? But on the other side of it, I'm really like, I want this condo. Why can't I have this one? <laughs> you know, it's so funny. Anyway, so actually we decided we were just going to kind of keep moving forward for just a little bit. Anyway, so long story short, we end up getting the appraisal back on the condo like probably three days later. So we went for three more days of this like indecision and like, Lord, we're trusting you. But man, if you could please just give us like a really clear answer. So about three or four days later, I got, I got the answer and I had just asked, you know, for this very clear answer and the appraisal didn't even come back at the appraised value and it just wasn't even a good deal anyway. So, so it worked out. But what I want you to understand that I understand is this. God will teach you how to hear him in your own individual way. So again, remember who you are, what your job is, what your current life circumstances are, and ask God to teach you how to hear him through what you are meant to do or not do, right? And that's how you're going to get direction in your life. That's how you're going to know the steps to take is, is he's not going to like come up with some wild, crazy thing that you would never understand. He's going to teach you just how to hear his counsel in everyday situations that you are familiar with, that you care about, that matter to you, you know? Uh, it's not going to be some wild news story about, I don't know, Planned Parenthood or something. I'm just, that just came to my head. Like, it's not going to be some random thing that really kind of has nothing to do with you. You know, it's going to be everyday situations in your life where you learn to hear the word of the Lord speaking truth into your everyday situation. And he's going to be so gentle and ask him to be gentle. Tell him, Lord, I need, I need baby bite-sized pieces right now. I really, I need to practice hearing you just little things, like just little things, you know, and then we can work up to bigger things, but I am a baby and I'll tell him, Lord, I'm a baby. I, I really, please be gentle and forgive me that I'm just not instantly. Oh yes. He told me to cancel it. So that's all I'm going to do. Like I'm still a person. I still question everything. And I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm trying to be more faithful, but I need help. And he's right there. Oh, and by the way, if you know me well, you know, and Danielle as well, 11s are our thing. 11 is all over the place. It's Danielle's birthday. We talk about 11 all the time. When we got the call that we were going to uh, cancel the escrow and everything, uh, Kyle pointed at his phone and it was 11-11. Just in case you were wondering, and that was a tender mercy. That was absolutely a message from God for me because he knows how to speak to me in that way to let me know, yes, Kirsten, I've got you. I'm guiding you and your family. Thank you for listening to me. And he's there to do that for each of us. Thanks for sharing that. It's, a, it's very relatable. And I love how you talk about it. he really does speak to our own understanding, not only our own language, but our own cultural understanding. He knows our, our minds and where we're at. And oh, it's so refreshing to know. I, I, and again, we'll maybe talk about this on another podcast, but I used to really think that God would just pull the rug out underneath of me. He would tell me something. I would get excited and he would just be like, ha ha, you know, I mean, not that he would say it like that, but I just used to think that that's kind of how he operated. Well, too bad, you know, or, 
and pull the, I used to, I used to say those verbiage too, that he's going to pull the rug out underneath me again, you know? And it, it's very interesting that our, you know, it's, it's, it's our own perceptions, but when we really get to know him, we get to know ourselves. When we get to know that, you know, just like this question, do you consider yourself worthy? And when, when you get to know him and yourself, it, it deepens your relationship with who you are because you know how the Lord will speak to you. So anyway, it, I, I don't know if that made too much sense for people, but I just know as I ah, trust the, like, the inner, like sometimes I'll be, I'll be speaking to myself and and maybe not to myself, but to the Lord in my mind. And then just like something will come right back to me before, um, like another sentence. I'm like, wait, I hadn't even thought that sentence yet. And I, and, and it'll be like the most random thing, um, that kind of answers the question I was just saying. And I was like, Oh, okay. And if I trust it, I, I find out that usually it is the Lord and that it's, it's, and I, it just, it feels amazing. It feels amazing that he can speak to us in our own way. And I was just thinking, as you said that, you know, I have three brothers and I, I have different relationships with each of them. And even just putting it in that context, like my conversations with each of them, I, we speak differently. We, it's, it's different with what they're going through and, and my relationship with them. And, and he's the same. He's so gentle. And, ah, that's, if you can, if we, once I've learned and really trusted and put faith in the fact that everything about the Lord is love, then I was able to erase any of the things that weren't love, like the fact that I used to think he would pull the rug out from underneath of me. That's not what God would do. It's not a God-like character. And so any t- so once I've been able to erase that, I've been able to hear him so much more because I can see every situation of love and I know that's him. So beautiful. I love that. And just knowing the voice of the Lord is, is really, that's what we can all do, right? That is all of our job. (laughs) That applies to each and every one of us. And, um, that will bring us peace. And that's what we're really talking about today is how to feel peace during adversity and potential crisis and how to, navigate our lives with that. So thank you guys for listening. We are so excited to be back on with you each week now. We should be able to to show up and to bring our experiences and most importantly, just to bring the love of the Lord into your life and to have these conversations to draw closer to Christ. Yeah. Thanks so much for joining everyone. And I, I would love to say if, you know, if you want to share this podcast with anybody who may be going through a lot of things too, that would, that's great. Um, we would love to hear from you. If you have any comments, I know you, everybody's going through so much. So, um, we'd love to see your comments on either, you know, the Apple podcast or wherever you're listening to it on. Um, but yeah, we would love to just connect with you in that way. It's so great to, you know, as we're like being social distancing, I'm really enjoying my, internet connections with people. And I just want to say last thing is I, you know, I love how you made it into a hashtag built to make it. And just remember that we are built to make it because we lean on the Lord. So anyway, thanks everybody. Have a great rest of your day and we'll see you next time. Bye.